one of the things that most is most exciting for us is that we recognize that this is a tool that is supported by the best evidence we have at the moment to combat the biggest health challenges that we have as a society. Welcome to the Fit Affiliate Podcast. And welcome back to our next episode as I watch Tony have one eye to see, make sure if he's going to interrupt me or not, to the <laughs> Fit Affiliate Podcast. Uh, joined today, as always, by my patient and faithful cohort, Tony. Um, but today we are super, super pumped to have um, Dr. Tom McCoy and Jen Pishko with us from McCoy Medical, who are doing amazing things. If you've been following the CrossFit health landscape in changing our views on medicine and changing medicine's views on CrossFit. So super, super pumped to have you guys on and dig into a few things today. So welcome. Thanks. Yeah, very, very excited to be with you guys and appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us a little bit. Always. We love to talk to insightful minds and um, people doing big things. And then we have Tony as well. <laughs> I was going to hijack your intro, but I, out of respect for those two, I didn't do it this time. But now <laughs> you see, I'll remember this next time. This is what I get for being the nice guy. Uh, no, I'm very happy to have you guys on here. I'm looking forward to this this episode. This will be a, a fun one, I think, for everybody. I mean, you guys have gotten a lot of, rightfully so, uh, maybe I'm biased because I've been paying a lot more attention to you recently. Um, you know, and admittedly, I think I told you this when I talked to you guys a couple weeks ago, a lot of people were like, you got to talk to Tom. And no offense, Jen, they just, they didn't realize that like you were the other half of the equation that I probably should talk to even more. But um and I was like, yeah, 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 I get it. And then I, obviously I, I came to know of you at the summit and I was like, I got to talk to Tom. <laughs> and so um, I, I was very excited about that. And then I guess my point in that is that I've watched everybody else be like, I need to talk to Tom since then. And I think that's been very cool. So glad to have you on here and share a little bit and dig into a little bit about who both of you guys are um, and really kind of what motivate. I was very moved by the conversation that you, your presentation rather um, at the summit and then, you know, getting to know you guys and getting to know kind of where your, your passion and background comes from. And um, I think it drives a lot with the community, of course, and that's why everybody's reaching out to you. So if we can shed some more light on the great things that you guys are doing, um, that's a win for us. Yeah, no, I think it's a great intro, Tony. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I think coming out of the summit for both of us, you know, we've been integrating this vision of the future of healthcare that we both have, you know, into our affiliate experience now for some time. And, you know, my background goes back to CrossFit health many, many years, right? And what was so neat, I think, about the summit is that many of us have been waiting to have an event like that for a long time, right? And this energy and this desire to be able to do something different in the form and manner in which we deliver health and performance optimization to individuals, I think is something that we're all very passionate about. And there's people doing it all across the country, but we've been, you know, all of us kind of starving for the opportunity to come together and rekindle that passion collectively, which is something that, you know, the CrossFit Health Summits used to be a really important outlet for us all to do. Um, yeah. And it was just so great to have, you know, Karin, who was a big part of that, um, you know, with Coach Glassman back in the day and making those happen to have her there and leading the charge once again for all of us. And, and feeling that same energy, uh, mm -hmm. it was really, really exciting for me personally. And I think the the response is a reflection of how big of a desire and need there is in the community for that again. Yeah, definitely. And then not only in the healthcare space too, but from an affiliate owner standpoint, just to have a beacon of hope that there's another layer to what we can do in our own communities, right? And it's you know connecting with folks in the healthcare space that want to 
also take that approach in leveling up community and, you know, connecting in a, in a different way that, you know, 10, 15 years ago in an affiliate was really not part of the conversation, right? It was OG yeah. style. And so, <laughs> so there's Draw that. The yeah, there's that evolution, which is really cool. The original nutrition prescription, I think, was actually a staph infection for most of us. Back in the day. <laughs> it's um, a great way to lose pounds before a show, Tony. Exactly. Yeah. If I just get sick enough, I'll just drop the weight. That's all I'm going to have to do. Uh, yeah. So as somebody who will be celebrating my 18th year as a, as a CrossFitter, I'm a dinosaur. And throughout that time, May 11th, for everybody listening. Um, yes, I do know the date because that was the first time I nearly died doing Filthy 50 and said I'd never do it again. And look at me now. It's the only thing I think I've ever done in my life for 18 continuous years every single day. Fantastic. But um, that, uh, that aside, I think that there's throughout that journey, throughout that time, there's some cool things that have happened that will be like milestone moments. Be like, obviously, the, the original games was cool and things like, I mean, the games is still cool, but like that first one was like, wow, look at that's fun little like fitness barbecue, which is really all it was. And then, like, you know, then the seminars became big and like there's been some cool milestones. And I, I say that because for sure, that summit in Austin was and will be one of the one of the coolest things that I've been a part of in 18 years. And it's up there with like a handful of five things. And and a lot of that is due in large part to people like yourself being there and contributing to that. And obviously the work that that Karen put into it and the the force of nature that she is and mm-hmm. and putting that whole thing together. But the thing that was very cool about it, because all the other experiences, like you, you look at the first games or you look at you know some of the other things, what what made those things what they were were the were the vibes in those rooms, the energy in those rooms, the you know maybe it's grassroots, maybe it's infectious. You can use whatever buzzword you want, but it there was something there. You knew that there was something there, and like CrossFit Health has been a big initiative for a long time, but I think for most of us, myself included. It was kind of like a, it was an ancillary, sort of like an island thing where we're like, we're happy it's there. We, we, we love that this is happening. Not sure what my role is in this, but yeah. if I can help, let me know. But, you know, going to Austin and admittedly, you know, being a part of this, such a big one, it was easy after that to be like, oh, no, this is the initiative. It's not one of. And we recorded a couple of podcasts about it going into it and coming out of it. And I think I said this to you guys, too, like. After that summit, I think that there is a, it's kind of a clear line of demarcation or, or, or a new epoch in CrossFit where there's, there's two things to belong to now. Whereas like for a long time, you either belong to your affiliate and it's why and it's, pers- it's pursuit and it's passion and it's cause. And hopefully that was the case. But if your affiliate owner wasn't really good at those things, like you could at least still believe in CrossFit's why, right? Like, and Greg gave everybody something to believe in, right? Who are we fighting today? Well, woke up, I'm fighting sugar today, right? Or whatever that was, and we could rally around it. And so without that, there was the games, right? So we're just like, I guess that's the thing I belong to every open season. And like, you didn't have to necessarily love it, but we knew it created problems. But now I think that, and with all the, the with the momentum that's following you guys um, and everybody in health for that matter, um, I think that there's two places for a CrossFitter now to put their attention. They can choose to put it into the games or they can choose to put it in health. They can choose to put it into both. But in the past, there just wasn't this thing. And I think that that changed in Austin, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Tony, one of the things that most is most exciting for us is that we recognize that this is a tool that is supported by the best evidence we have at the moment to combat the biggest health challenges that we have mm-hmm. as a society. And, you know, I see our role in many ways is connecting those dots for a lot of affiliate owners and coaches who are doing that work every day. Cause it was one of the things that we wanted to highlight is that you are already doing some of the most important healthcare work that happens anywhere, right? And when you think about the impact that CrossFit has and the sheer number of individuals that it touches, it may be one of, if not the most powerful preventative healthcare paradigms in existence. 
And what gets me personally so excited is, you know, arming those coaches and affiliate owners and healthcare professionals who want to have a deeper understanding of why this is so important mm. and be able to add some additional scope to what they offer in their affiliate to connect those dots for their members and yeah. provide a more comprehensive support structure from a healthcare standpoint, uh, I think is very achievable and doable uh, and will make CrossFit's impact on you know, metabolic dysfunction, um, the mental health crisis, and the opioid epidemic even more powerful. Because uh, a lot of it is just making sure that everybody understands how we can leverage this tool that is CrossFit to be even more impactful. Uh, and I think that that's a lot of the excitement that came out of the talks that we heard at the summit is that people walked away with that with a deeper understanding of why what they do every day is so vitally important and yeah. we all know that it changes everybody's lives but you are you are literally saving lives um every day so as we build out that support structure and infrastructure and and curriculum and training protocols we can really set ourselves apart from anybody else in this space to be the preferred destination for healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it for sure is a big piece of that too, which was, you know, in that room, I think, and maybe it was the case in the other ones as well and the other summits and the other uh, panels, but you know, in that it was cool to see so many people on the stage talking about things that we already knew to be true. Right. And, and so there was a, there was certainly a, a you know, a reassurance or a reaffirmation that happened there, but every day, all day in every single affiliate, even the ones that are absolutely ran terribly, like people's lives are being forever changed. And I think we've always, as crossers, we know, right? We buy in it because we drank the Kool-Aid, right? We're in the cult. Like I get it. And maybe it's, it's a little bit of the, the early elitism that was a part of it, but I think there's a, there's a certain sort of nihilistic approach that comes out of the backside of it too where we're like we get it but like if you if you found us you belong here type of thing was was mm -hmm. the it was like the ethos that was present unsaid i suppose for years where it was kind of like we're the counterculture but now we're not counterculture like we're mainstream like mm -hmm. crossfit is by all intents and purposes the largest singly searched term in terms of fitness by a sizable margin on all of the internet right so it's like we're not counterculture anymore so we have all this data, but for all of us, it was anecdotal. And it was very cool to see people outside of like yourself, you know, these scientists, people come in and be like, so listen, here's things that are going wrong in the whole world, right? And they kind of boil down into like three pots, you know, and it's, you know, metabolic, mental, and, you know, addictive disorders, et cetera. But we know that there's, no matter what those are, there appears to be clearly based on the research, peer reviewed, double blind studies, et cetera, that there is three antidotes to them. And that looks like nutrition, intensity, and connection, right? Like if yeah. the degree to which you can do those three things, these things seem to get better. And then we started looking, where do these things happen? And, oh, all three of them happen in one place in only one place. And there's no place else that I'm aware of in the entire world, truly, in the entire industry, fitness or otherwise, where those three things are happening. There's lots mm -hmm. of places where intensity is happening. There's lots of places where... I assume connection is happening and there's probably lots of places where people are talking about nutrition, but it's only in a CrossFit gym truly where those three things are happening. And, and I think that it was, I think it was very cool to see that and hear that. And I think for everybody sitting in that room, they were just like, as, as affiliate owners, they tend to play small, right? They, they tend to minimize themselves. Ah, I'm just a gym owner. Or I'm just this guy. And I think that room was like, they kind of sat up. They were like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm doing the thing. Yeah. Right. And think and, about the narrative that they get to talk about now or lean into, right. As that becomes more of the conversation where it's not trying to figure out how to explain what CrossFit is in a way that makes sense to people that don't understand it. Right. Which is as an affiliate owner, something that's really challenging to do, right. 
talk about and cross it in five words or less. Like that's always been a challenge, right? And we're fighting the paradigm of, well, it's not going to injure you, right? But here's here's what it actually does, right? That's a, a very big thing that somebody that can run an affiliate or coaches or be able to have a conversation with somebody that doesn't need to understand what a snatch is, but understands what their health is, right? And so yeah. that, that's powerful for folks to be able to lean into. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the challenges, the biggest challenges with all of this, right, is we know what people need. But when you try and establish a framework to achieve those things consistently, right, and put it into a structure that individuals can follow, that can be really hard, right? Well, how do I optimize my VO2 consistently and where do I fit in high intensity interval training? At the same time, how do I build enough skeletal muscle mass so that I'm, you know, raising my basal metabolic rate and, yeah. you know, optimizing health span and lifespan? How do I make sure that I'm getting community connection on a regular basis and optimizing, you know, my neurotransmitters and my hormones because of what happens naturally to that? It's like, you can try and put something together to do that, but we have literally a package that you can hand to somebody and say, you know what, just, just show up at eight 30 yeah. and we can check all three of those boxes. Oh, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and really like the, and when you go to the traditional healthcare system, right. And you have lip service paid to those things, but it means nothing if you aren't able to execute on it. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that's so neat for me is like, I, you know, I have this understanding, right. As a physician and that gets me so excited about going into the affiliate every day and when I get to coach because I I understand the impact that it's having. And for me, I just think there's a lot of inherent value in sharing that science and knowledge base with the people who are already doing the work so that they can continue to rekindle that fire and be as excited about the, the work that they're doing as well. And I think, you know, part of it for all of us, I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to be a doctor in the first place is that it, I knew that it was going to be a profession that allotted me lifelong learning and that I was never going to be done. There was always more to learn and do uh, and get better at. Um, and this is provides an avenue for affiliate owners and coaches to be able to do that, too. Right. And that's one of the things that, you know, we're most excited about now is that we can work with affiliates who really want to expand right this practice you know in their own affiliate in their own community to level up what they're doing to bring everybody along right and i think that that's really exciting to to get that fire going again for people and i think that you know a lot of affiliate owners have had the they know that they're the the lifeguard and they're in the lifeboat and they know that it's safe because it quite literally saved and changed their lives which is mm -hmm. why they headed down the path, but I don't think that they've had the words to, you know, like we just said, it's hard, you know, we try and defend CrossFit, you won't get hurt, da, 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 like just come and do this thing, but they haven't had the words the to, you know, hold this narrative about health until like people like you guys are putting out content since the summit, you know, and, and other people that they've heard in the space now, but like it's giving them words and framework to actually sit down and say to somebody, like better, you need this. Like yeah. I can see how badly that you need this and we're going to change your life. Not just, Hey, we're going to do some burpees and thrusters. And have you seen my new rogue bikes? They're amazing. That's it really lets, it almost gives affiliate owners permission now to feel like they are the smartest person in the room when they're talking yeah. to somebody who walks in and can genuinely help them rather than just, I'm just a coach or I just own a gym or, yeah. Hey, you know, come over here and just, see the shiny barbells like they've they've got permission now to to use that and have words which is fantastic and not even the smartest but the most impactful right okay. i mean and that's you know and i i tell people this every day and this is why we describe our our practice as a lifestyle concepts practice right because when you do the daily activities and you touch all of these cornerstones that we're talking about that happen within an affiliate like that's 90 plus percent of the battle Right. Yeah, and the yeah. doctoring stuff, like ideally, right, this is putting me out of business, right? The, the amount that you need to rely on me as a physician for, you know, blood work and medications and supplements and all those other things like that, hopefully is minimized and non-existent over time. Well, it becomes 
maintenance, doesn't it? It's like foam rolling, mobility, stretching. I get my blood work done just to keep an eye on things. It's not mm -hmm. a, no. oh, no. I've got to track, is this moving in the right direction? It becomes your role is more of a maintenance part of the check-in. Like, did I stretch today? Have I, you know, ticked off all these other things? Then you know that when you get to your checkup, like things are fine. Yes, and that's, no that's the role, right, is that it's essentially, you know, the piece that we deal with when it's, you know, from a health standpoint is there's a bucket for everybody of you don't know what you don't know. And so doing some blood work or testing at certain intervals is important to make sure everything is where it's going to be. But the way that you get it there and keep it that way is by doing the things that we do in the affiliate every day. And that's yeah, what's yeah. most important. Yeah, I think. CrossFit has always, it's been to some degree lucky um, in, throughout its time. Like it's been fortunately positioned through a handful of different, uh, we'll call them social trends, but like the original launch of, of .com was perfectly positioned to a time when the masses started being like, I think I could go to the internet to find out how to work out. We started to leave like, you know, in the early 2000s, we started to leave like, Maybe I don't need to figure out how to do this from a men's health magazine and follow the the 90 day abs program. So, you know, and then maybe it was like in my case, Gerard Butler's abs and 300 being like, how the hell? And that found me on this random cryptic website, but it had a pit bull on the, the front page. And I was like, I'm in, I don't even know what they're doing here, but I'm going to do it. And then I did it and I said, I'm never coming back again. And then the forum became my happy place. So we had that initial, you know, sort of luck there. And then, I think truly the, the the monumental success that was the CrossFit affiliate was truly due in large part, and I don't have any data to back this up, but it perfectly coincides with the first financial collapse, that 2008 when everybody was isolated. Nobody had any place to be. Real estate was cheap. Opportunities were present and people lost their jobs. So like there was all these people who were like, I've been doing this thing in my garage by myself. I just got fired, right? I just got laid off. Maybe I'm just going to do it with some friends. And you kind of had that build up. And so I mentioned those things because we're in another phase now where the, the, the teens, we'll call it the 20 teens, that was just rife with distractions for everybody, right? Like there was so many things going on. You could make money doing anything, et cetera. But then obviously we come out of, uh, out of the pandemic and mm -hmm. everything has gone to shit, right? But at the same time, this is all happening. This is happening. This conversation is happening. And so one of the other things that's starting to happen is that this has come sort of mainstream. So it's not just in the CrossFit space, like it has been for the last, you know, 20 years talking about like, Hey, turns out constantly very functional movement with friends might actually save your life, but that you had to walk into a gym to know that. But now you got people like, you know, Peter Atia and you got Huberman are talking about these things that people are like, Hey, and so the whole world is paying attention. But why I bring that up is that it's a perfect position again, because these people and like, I love them to death. They're incredibly intelligent people. But if you've ever had to hear them try to explain what you should do to, to become an athlete of life, to, to, to quote Atia, like it is so complicated that <laughs> really the simplest thing that they should say is like, turns out you should just join a cross gym, but they obviously can't say that. There's nothing really in it for them. But like the thing that they're trying to say, but they can't actually say is that like, Hey, you should just join a gym. Like I think uh, Tia's famous thing is like, you know, be an athlete of life. Think about like a decathlon, choose 10 things to get better at and do them for each decade. I'm like, those sound like the 10 oh, general. <laughs> like, let's just do those for the rest of your life. But like, but so my point, I guess, is that even, even without any of the marketing or any of the, the hype and success of, of crosses the space, like the more everybody else starts talking about these things and the more complicated they keep making it. Like, I think it's so funny to hear people try to explain fitness and be like, you know, you could just define it as, you know, increased work capacity across broad times, mobile domains. Nope. They try to give you this long thing. And so here we are again, position. And I think affiliate owners don't know how good they had it in 2008, 2009, 2010. Cause like, dude, affiliate just blew up then you could do anything you wanted like and it just worked back then and then it got really hard because everybody entered the space i think it's going to get really easy again not in like a you know like a minimalist sense but like people are going to start looking to be like hey turns out i can do all three of these things that you're telling me i need to do at this one simple location but otherwise i have to go to like this 
this high intensity interval training gym. And then I have to go over here to get my nutrition advice. And I have to go, I don't know where to get connection, join a kickball league, right? Like just yep. join a CrossFit gym. Like life is easy. And these people essentially are marketing for CrossFit without even realizing they're doing it. Cause it's just like, yeah, you could go do zone two cardio all day, four or five times a day. I mean, listen, I'm sitting on a, a bike right now for my meetings, but like, you don't have to make it more complicated. You just go to a gym five days a week. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I think, I think that people, we have this preconceived notion in our head that good has to be complex. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the elegant solution that is CrossFit, right. Is that it's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, and I think the understanding that it is a strategy and an approach that allows you really to hit the most important pillars. Um, but you have to show up and you have to do it. Um, but there's inherent benefit in that as well, right? Because building that resilience and grit by doing hard things and developing comfort and being uncomfortable is an invaluable life skill so that yeah. when things do hit the fan, which they invariably do, you have the capacity to tolerate that in a way that you never would if you weren't challenging yourself on a regular basis. And, you know, I, one of the things that I'm so excited about the summit is that I think that, you know, a lot of HQ leadership had that realization because, you know, with any business, right? It's like, okay, well, how do we protect our niche? How do we continue to differentiate ourselves? What makes us unique? This is an area that CrossFit should be screaming from the rooftops about. Like this is a, an, an elegantly designed healthcare strategy that anyone can access that's infinitely scalable, that your grandma and your games athlete can do the same class and be there together in community and reap all of the same benefits. Like that does not exist anyplace else. Um, and we should be embracing that and, and pushing that message out to everyone who needs to hear it, right? And the people who need to hear it are all those individuals who think that CrossFit isn't for them. Uh, and mm -hmm. so we hopefully as a community continue, can continue to pull in those people who need us most, who are suffering with mental health challenges or significantly me significant metabolic dysfunction, who feel like they have to get fit. Like we, all the time we talk to people, it's like, oh, well, I got to start training before I come into CrossFit. Like, you know, it's, it's like, no, that's, that's not. <laughs> You've heard that before, Tony. You know not, what that sounds that's like. That's not how this works. You know, you, you show up. That's why we're here. That's why we have the best coaches in the world, because we can adjust this so that you get the needed stimulus, just like everybody else in the room, in a way that's safe and effective and yields real results very, very quickly. Uh, yeah. And that is, it's such a gift. And I think Nicole Carroll, when she came on um, the podcast, said it like, you know, we have such powerful examples in CrossFit of where we're, you know, helping people recover from addictions and, you know, mental health and, and those things. And the other lookalikes or the, the wannabes in the space, you know, they don't have the story. I think she to, called them cheese dick fitness brands. Yeah. <laughs> She did, in fact, say that we don't need more cheese dick fitness brands, which is still our greatest quote ever. But um, she said they, they don't have those stories to that depth that we do every single day. Like if you look at what, you know, Dale King's doing, you know, that's happening every single day and other, you know, affiliates that are now following his method and you've got people who, you know, have their own private journeys in the affiliate every day that that's what's keeping them alive is yep. – going up and turning up to they know that at least when they get to that 8 30 class that someone there whether it just be the coach or whether it be someone else is going to be happy to see them and glad that they exist on that day mm -hmm. even oh, yeah. just for that hour and you know you you for sure can go and get that high intensity but it's not that that genuine care and compassion and the profound life-changing effects that you know we've all experienced through crossfit and we see every day that just can't be replicated yeah. And this is the, you know, we, we talk about this all the time in, in the medical profession. I think it's exactly the same for CrossFit, right? It's the institutional knowledge. It's the collective knowledge of us as a community 
that mm -hmm. the more that we understand the the why and the impact behind what we do the more impactful and effective we can be uh, and we do this with patients every day and it's why we've structured our practice the way that we have and we spend so much time with people is yeah. that you know one of the most effective ways to get buy-in is to have the space and the time to explain why it's important and yeah. instead of me just telling you to do something and you going, oh, this is hard or this is stupid or this isn't for me, if if you can connect the dots between why someone isn't where they want to be emotionally or is struggling with how important it is to have social connection and do something collectively with a group that is hard, there is buy-in there that I, you know, I tell people all the time that that social connection, you need to think about this like a medication. Right. It mm -hmm. is literally doing the same thing that SSRIs and all these other prescriptions that we utilize do without the side effects and all the other ancillary benefits in a much better price point. So, you know, I think the, the more that we can increase our institutional knowledge where we're leveling up our collective understanding about what we're doing, the more impactful we can be about bringing people in and keeping them committed to the process. Right, which is the key in habit formation. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a coming of age story too in a lot of CrossFit right now, where it's like, don't think really any of this would have been possible ten years ago, not just because of like the you know the the, the ecosystem that we're a, a part of, but like I think we had to we had to go through those growing pains that uh, mm -hmm. those ugly years, those ugly sort of uh, you know messy middle, so to speak. Because what I mean by that is that if if we would have tried to talk about this stuff, and we were talking about it, but no one was really listening. Right. And so like, to your kind of point, Tom, earlier about like being a, a, about being a business first is that like every business falls a victim to this trap. Speaking of what's and why's where it's like, it's very easy to get distracted, caught up in and focused on what we do and lose sight of why we do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think Greg was very powerful as you know, that was the only thing he really cared about. And sometimes that looked like picking a fight with big sugar. Sometimes it looked like mm -hmm. taking a loss at the NSCA, whatever that looked like. But like, he didn't really care that much about what we were doing. He had people for that, but then we kind of lost that. And so the only people left were those people. And they're like, no, no, I care about what we do. And all of a sudden somebody was like, yeah, but why are we doing? They're like, I don't know. Ask mm -hmm. Greg. We can't. He's gone. Right? Like there was a, this thing. You know, and it was missing, but the, and I say it a lot on here, but the absence of wise, what's will become wise. Right. And so if you don't have a very profound or compelling why, or you can't remember it, you get caught up in what you're doing. And that's what CrossFit I think did for a long time. Like we got caught up in like, how hard could you do the thing? Right. Like how fast were you at doing the thing? And like, okay, let's do it on the world stage at the games. And then nothing really came of that. Like, I love the games, but like, it didn't fill the gyms. Like everybody thought that what was going to, right. In fact, it might've done the exact opposite, but here what we have, I think what happened in Austin that was different this time with the summit was that brand got on board mm -hmm. because like you were saying, it was time we've matured enough as a business, as an ecosystem, as an industry, whatever we want to call us to be like, Hey, it's not really about what we do. It's never been. It's always been about why we do it. And that pulled us in in the beginning when it was just a website because like there was you just were there because of whatever reason led you to that website. And it got messy in the middle. But I think now to your point, it's like it brings us back to the profound level of of value that exists inside every cross gym that we take advantage of. Right. Through those, those 10 years, we kind of when you're around something so great so often you kind of forget how good it is and you, you lose your ability to talk about it. And so by putting all those scientists and doctors on the stage and they start talking about it, people need to be reminded way more than they need to be told. And like, that's really what it, they were like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Like it wasn't just about getting ready for the open or following this competitor program or doing this. It's like, we need to save lives. And I guess my point in that is that from a business perspective, I think HQ is starting to get it now, but you know, there's there's two problems that are omnipresent. Of course, HQ needs to grow as an as an entity in and of itself. And so they're like, how do we do that? And then affiliate owners are like, I need to grow. How do I do that? Well, this, the simple, not easy answer is start talking to the people who need this thing instead of talking to the people who already do this thing. Yeah. Right? Like that's always been the answer. We just forgot that part in the middle because there was so many people who wanted to do the thing. We were just like, yeah, come on in. You can work out here if you want to. Like. We got open gym, actually 24 hour access, just come do your thing. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But now 
we're at a point where it's like, hey, if this is going to grow, the question is, can you talk to a stranger about it? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing that's been charging. Like you did a good job charging people and challenging them with that being like, hey, it's time to get the right people in here. And what you guys are doing, you know, in your mm-hmm. practice is, I think it's it's rocket fuel for them because, you know, simply put, I would normally only talk to Jen. Like you would be like somebody I would try to avoid. I'm like, I don't talk doctor. Like I don't speak that <laughs> language, but you became different because you're like, oh, wait, you're bilingual. Like you can speak both of our languages, but I still would probably be like, I'm still only talking to Jen because she's safer. Like, <laughs> she knows my language. That's you a thing, broke down that wall. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's because we've all, we all weathered that same storm, right? Like we, we kind of, you know, as crossroaders, we're trauma bonded with each other and we don't necessarily know how to like, we don't trust doctors. And I guess that's really what I was trying to take this to is that like what you guys are, are, are perpetuating and putting together is an opportunity that is massive for Philly donors for so many reasons. But if we, if we stop yeah. talking about crossover for a second, we just talk about the general population there's a huge problem. Like, I don't know how many people listening to this. Like, if you try to go online and look up, I don't know, a functional medicine doctor or insert whatever buzzword you want in there, healthcare 3.0, whatever, you'll find nothing. And if you do, you'll find, you know, somebody who's probably a little bit more Zen than they are a little bit doctor. You might find like, and you just, you're like, I don't know who to trust and where to go to. And like, that's, I think the collective, like, I never have ever trusted my doctors because they were just like, to your point, like, they're like, well, just take this pill. I'm like, nope, I don't want the prescription. What's the other option? They're like, well, I, I'll, so this is a complete sidebar, but I remember going to the, I don't go as much as I should because it's whatever dentist either. But I remember going to the dentist. They're like, you didn't gain any weight. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, okay. And I was like, and I asked this a handful of years ago. I was like, how many people gain weight? She's, point blank just everybody I was like, what do you mean everybody he's like every patient gains weight in fact when they don't we think there's some i was like so i didn't do you think that there must be something wrong and that's why i'm losing weight she's like what's well, a red flag and i'm like what that's that's the state that we're in yeah yeah, yeah and i was I floored Truly. yeah no, I mean, I think there's so much in, in what you were saying there, Tony. I mean, a couple of points I would highlight is that, you know, you alluded to me being bilingual um, in those spaces. And I think one of the things that we're passionate about is that we want to help all coaches and affiliate owners be bilingual with what they do every day um, because they're doing the most important work. And now it's just about a deeper understanding of why it's so important. Right. And that that gap is not that big. Like we can, we can fill that, that need for individuals who, who want to do it. Um, and at the same time, I, I, you know, just as a PSA, like if you don't trust your doctor, you feel like you aren't connecting with them. Um, you know, you should keep shopping. Um, cause there's, there's good doctors out there. Um, and just because, you know, they have that credential, just like anybody else doesn't mean that they're the right fit for you. Um, and so I, I do want to encourage everybody to, you know, be an advocate for themselves and be empowered to find somebody that they can build a relationship with. And that's one of the other things that we're most exciting about is trying to create a network, right, of physicians who do really appreciate the impact and the methodology of CrossFit and how that can be incorporated as a, you know, really the foundation of your healthcare strategy. Um, and hopefully that will be a realization that that happens, you know, this millennium. <laughs> and I think, you know, some of the battle is with, you know, traditional doctoring, for want of a better term, is it's like I've got a waiting room full of patients. I've got 15 minutes to see you, diagnose you, get you out the door, get the next one in. Like there's really no time built in for that, you know, unless it's a in more intentional practice to to how are you really? You know, mm-hmm. last time you came in, we talked about this, like, rather than, you know, like I take my mother to, you know, appointments to the GP and she has to have some some tests done. She goes, oh, you know, we last talked about this in, you you raised it in 2021 as a concern. I went, yeah. And you've glossed over it every appointment since, but now it's an issue. 
Like mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, you have to go and have this referral before she can, you know, get her license and da-da-da-da. It's like, well, hang on a minute. I flagged it as a concern like two, three years ago, but because it's that 15-minute life cycle, like get in um, unless you intentionally yourself make a longer appointment, then there's still no space to create that so how are you kind of thing and to recheck on the things that, you know, people will let slide. Like, did you get that last set of bloods done? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't get that. And I'm notorious for it. Why didn't you Why didn't you do that test? Uh, you know, well, why is that a problem for you? Rather than, okay, well, just make sure you get it done before the next time we check in. And go, yeah, right. I'll, get right. I'll get that. Yeah. And that's the inherent challenge that we face now, right, is that the, the system is des- not designed to prioritize the things that are most important, right? Which is why we need to transition and minimize our reliance on the dysfunctional system and build one that actually prioritizes the things that are most impactful, right? Which is what we do every day when we train CrossFit and then figure out a way to access the medical community to support the things that we need, which when we're doing things right is really pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to influence changing the system overall is by doing it better. Uh, and, yeah. you know, we've got to the point now, and I think the philosophy that, that we take, right, it's just it's less talking, more doing. And we've just decided that we can't wait for a top down solution, that we have to start mm-hmm. doing this this work and you start spreading it organically and it will be grassroots and it will be from the bottom up. And eventually it's going to get to the tipping point to where the system will realize that it has to adjust and change for multiple different reasons, right? Either enough people won't be accessing it, they won't need it, so it won't generate any money or revenue. And it will start to realize that, you know, this is an actual way that we can decrease costs, right? Which is what the payers really care about. Right. And what insurance companies care about, because if you can decrease the costs, right, for reliance on medications and and hospitalizations from an insurance standpoint, that's very valuable. Right. Mm -hmm. But from the system standpoint and the way that it's structured, that's how money is generated right now. And Mm -hmm. so until we pull that away from them right, and really pull the the rug out from underneath them, it's not going to change. Um, and mm. so our, our actions really have to be what, what dictates the change that we want to see in the world. I think, I think the, the, the white space or the opportunity in, in the, the title of coach comes in a lot in that, um, like to your point about, you know, being an advocate for yourself and going and finding, you know, a better doctor or whatever, like that's hard to do right now, but for all the reasons that you just listed, like it's not something you can just Google and go shopping for doctors. Cause yeah. next thing you know, you need to have a referral or this, or they got to send over your files. And the whole thing is a nightmare for all the reasons that we know to be true. But, and I don't fault anybody in their practice for it. Like to Lisa's point about, you know, short-term appointments, like it is what it is. And that that's fine because that's, that's the industry and in that they have to operate in, but there's an opportunity in there and really where i think people have always gotten what it means to be a coach wrong in my opinion and we talk a lot about this on here and the difference between training and coaching and most people think that to be a coach is to is to impart or to know answers but to be a coach is quite the opposite it's your ability to find answers right it's your ability to understand and your ability to put people in the right direction it doesn't say anything about you being the one that does it and so when to your point about learning how to be bilingual I think a lot of affiliate owners and coaches are afraid that like they need to learn, like right. they're going to have to go back to like bio and all these things. They're like, I don't even really want to go back to organic chemistry. Like I've already, I still have PTSD from that. Right. Like they think that that's what they need to know, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, like, because I think we're all taught that knowledge is ownership. You, so you have to own what you know, but that's not mm-hmm. the case, right? A great coach should collect great practitioners, providers, therapists, et cetera. Yes. They don't need to be great practitioners, therapists, providers, et cetera. Like Kelly, Starrett and I've talked about this quite a bit. It's like my job is to put you with the right person, but it's my job to find the right people because I don't want to have to trust in your ability to go through the Goog and look for the right doctor, right? And so I want to build that network. I don't need to be the doctor. In fact, that'd be a terrible scenario because for one, the money's always in the middle. So you're much better positioned to be the middle guy than you are to be the guy. So like get good at sending people in the right places. And I think 
that coaches are going to start to understand that in the, in the years to come. It's like, hey, it's not really about how much I know. It's about my ability to help you know. And that has nothing to do with what I own in terms of knowledge, in terms of yeah. has everything to do with my ability to understand you, where your limitations are, and then finding the right person for the right answer. And this is a huge space. We see this a lot because in the work that we do with affiliate, it treads dreadfully close a lot of times to therapy, you know, mental health and whatnot, because we really work with the person. And we get into some stuff that is well outside the scope. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to like, and so a statistic that we're proud of is like almost 90% of our clientele now has an active therapy mm-hmm. relationship, which is awesome. And that part needs to be a bigger conversation with so many other things. Like it's embarrassing to me that I don't go to the doctor that often, but finding one is hard. And so yep. I'm glad to see that coaches are starting to step into that role. And I think that's the space where these coaches were just, they're so busy trying to figure out what they're supposed to know that it's not ever needed to know. It was about your ability to learn more yes. than anything. Yeah. That's such an important point, Tony. I think that, you know, and I've struggled a lot. I think a lot of physicians struggle with this because the expectation is that we know everything. And I think mm-hmm. as coaches, you can have the same misconception when it comes to, to training, right? That if somebody asks you a question, you don't know the answer, you better come up with something mm-hmm. and, and, you need to do that to, to maintain your position of authority. And I always tell people a really good litmus test for your physician, right? Is that if you ask them a question they don't know, right? They should be willing to go on that journey with you and figure out yeah. how to get the answer. And if you're in a relationship with a healthcare provider who scoffs at you when you ask a question or is curious about why they are asking you to do what it is you need to do, um, and makes you feel belittled or small, that that's when you you back out of the room relatively quickly um, and need yeah. to look for somebody else. And I think the same way that I, what has led me to become a better physician, I think what you're alluding to that can lead you to be a better coach, like we need to get comfortable with not knowing the answer to everything, but building a community and resources where we can tap into those when we need to. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of creating this community of, of physicians and healthcare providers that we want to do. But the onus is on us to get comfortable because we're never going to know everything, right? Yeah. We can't. Um, we need to be comfortable with acknowledging that, but but building our community, you know, with the right components so that we can provide everything that we need to 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 get the best result for our members. And I think for it, sure. you know, part of that art too is being comfortable with having those open, honest and and hard conversations with our community, with our members, like, hey, you know, Betty, you've been coming here for 12 months now, but I can see that something's not working. Like you're just looking at you, you know, I can tell that you're gaining weight. I can tell that you're not happy. Let's sit down and talk about what the problem is and start the conversation. Whereas we just tend to not want to get into that space, which is what Tony talked about as coaches is understanding that we need to, you know, put our toes in the water and the hard conversations start with us and then we can funnel people to people that we know and trust and we have relationships with that we know will take care of them and they're going to go well I go to my doctor but he just doesn't listen cool let's try this and Mm -hmm. here is someone that I work with that I trust that is different and it's a different way of looking at it and between it's a it's a team effort kind of thing rather than just kind of well, Betty pays a membership every fortnight. She's going to come in and sweat, but this is always going to be hard for her because, you know, and and it's almost we've got an obligation of care to have those conversations like, you know, Tony coaches me from across the other side of the world and we've had those hard conversations at times. And you know what? That's conversations that sometimes no one's ever had with someone in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I would have a hard time or I would hedge my bet to you know, what type of coaches meetings are affiliate owners having with their coaches? And are we talking about how we teach snatch better to a room full of 12 new people? Or are we cultivating a way to have hard conversations with our members when we see this stuff? And I mean, I I can say that's something that we're actively working on, right? To like level up the way that our coaches feel comfortable coaching people throughout class and, you know, understand how important it is to have different touch points with different conversations and in different ways. And so it's, it's a different way to approach what, uh, you know, a CrossFit coach can be 
Um, and it's it's important to, to address what the execution of that would look like and and how to do it in an effective um, and you know appropriate manner. And I, and I think a big part of that too is is getting very comfortable at just asking an open-ended question, right? Because yeah. we're gonna see and we're gonna know when something is off with one of our members, right? You just mm-hmm. intuitively know that. And all you have to do most of the times is just find a moment with that person to say, how are you? Right. Yeah. And in all likelihood, they are going to tell you. And in all likelihood, you may not be prepared to deal <laughs> comprehensively with what they're going to tell you. And that is completely okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes back to what we just said. It's about having the options and the resources and the community network so that you can get that person what they need. But yeah. what, where that starts is with them having somebody to actually open up to which is the whole point of the community aspect of this, right? And that's what yeah. differentiates us. And so we need to not be scared of that um, or timid because we're afraid of what we may hear, but comfortable mm-hmm. knowing that we're gonna be able, if we don't know the answer, we're gonna have the resources in the community and the references to be able to get that person what they need, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, some, some of the pushback that I think I had in coaches when I had my affiliate was, it's none of my business they don't, people don't want me poking around in their business. I went, mm-hmm. but it's our business to care because sometimes some of these people have no one else who's actually going to care about them. They're so yep. busy caring for everybody else. They don't have anyone that's necessarily just focused on them. Yep. And, and if they don't and, want it to be, if, if they don't want it to be your business then they won't tell you and yep, that can exactly. be okay, but it's, it's, it's our responsibility Right. And is essentially like I, I see the coach and the affiliate right as a healthcare space. Right. And that includes mm-hmm. mental and emotional health. Um, yeah. And w- they have to know that when if or when they are ready or they need it, that we are there to listen. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you don't put that out there and leave that door open for them, they're not going to think that they can even open it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if they don't, if they want to, to close it back again for a period of time, that's fine. It may be in two or three months that it's very different. You know, mm. the greatest part of prospect, I think, is that um, is the access to knowledge that everybody has, right? But I think in that same breath, in that same breath, is where a lot of the, the struggle comes from, and a, a lot of this nuance would be resolved um, in the distinction between trainer and coach, right? Tra- to train is to teach, and to coach is to communicate, and that part is missing, I think, in a lot of people because coach just gets thrown around as like the verb of a trainer, and it's mm-hmm. not, right? It's completely separate in terms of practical application, implementation, et cetera. And like the thing that the reason I, I referenced the knowledge part of CrossFit is the thing that drew me to CrossFit in my initial journey was, was the access to world-class coaches that up until CrossFit became a thing to, to be a coach and to be respected as a coach was to hold my knowledge as proprietary information yeah. and to not share it. And then Greg made that whole thing open source. I'll never forget being in the forum in my thirst for knowledge that I could not find from anywhere and these people were just sharing yeah. decades of experience. I was like, what? And then being able to go spend a week with Louie and be able to go spend a week with Romanoff and like, you know, go down and see Jeff and, and Mike and like all these people. And they were just like, yeah, come on out. You can sleep on the couch. Right. Like, you know, don't recommend sleeping on Louie's couch, but, um, <laughs> that's a sidebar. but you know, there was this access to this information that we didn't have. But the thing that was different back then was that like, no one was proud of what they knew. And then CrossFit built this wealth of information. And then people started to become weirdly sort of like proud of what they knew. And then they got confused. And I'll never forget a conversation I had with Kelly Starrett decades ago at this point. And he had said, we were, we were talking about something. But we were basically talking about to kind of your point, Tom, what drew you to being a doctor? Was it like, you know, the beauty of this thing is in our ability to continually learn. We're always, we're a student of life in this thing. And I think that should be the pursuit of any human in any industry that they choose to go into. But coaching much like, you know, being a doctor is you can never master. And Kelly point blank said to me, the day you feel like, you know, everything quit because you don't belong here anymore. And I, you know, and I totally got it. And I was, and I think for every seminar I taught from that day forward for, you know, 10 plus years, that was my closing remark to everybody in the room and they were floored. And I was just like, yes. Hey, the day you feel like you're done, do me a favor and get the fuck out. They're yeah. just like, because that's when it gets dangerous to your point, right? Same oh, yeah. thing as a doctor, same thing as oh, a coach. Yeah. When you think you have the answer, 
you are you're the problem you're the problem no it's so funny i mean we talk about that a lot in the medical training space right and then there's there is a legitimate path that everybody follows right when you go into training your first year of residency like you're scared shitless because you don't know anything and then your second year you think you got it all figured out and if you're not scared shitless again by the time you're about to leave residency you got to be real worried about that doctor um, yes. like yeah. you should have a very healthy dose of concern about you needing to con continuously learn and grow um, and develop new skill sets and, and knowledge base and resources for for your patients. Right. You, you we all need that. And I think the bigger point, too, is that we're not just as a coach. Right. You're not just coaching fitness. Right. We are caring for humans. And yeah. humans are complicated and, and complex. And it is just as important that we're maintaining human connection and, and supporting mental health so that someone can continue to come and feel supported and do their fitness as any other aspect. And we ignore one of those components to our peril, right? Because if we aren't addressing all of them, um, at some point, we're all going to struggle with pieces of this. Uh, and the point of creating a health home is that this is a place where all of it can be addressed together. For sure. And I think that's, well, that's, there's, there's a lot more to unpack in this. And, and I think this conversation would be very easy to do. I want to jump into like how you guys do what you do in the practice and then how the affiliates can do it. But I think a good point of this conversation right now is for anybody that's listening to it is you're already doing the right thing. Stop believing or stop thinking that you have the answers though keep being obsessed with learning but you know the, the key takeaway here is is the value in crossfit as coaches and their ability to communicate with people because that's really where this thing this is where you know health 3.0 really starts to change because we already know what happens in an affiliate is the answer to so many problems quite literally all of them right let's just call it what it is and and so the question isn't about how to do that part. The question is, how do we get people into that part of it? And so mm -hmm. much of that is just in the communication part of it. So all the people who are proud to call themselves coaches, but struggle to get people into the gym, I'm going to call you out and your ability to communicate about the thing that you seem to care about. You might mm -hmm. still be just a trainer, which is fine, but it's time to move into the communication conversation, which is means to care less about what you think, you know, and spend more time getting to know those people, because that's how we're going to get them in there. But I think it's really the, it's the value as we jump into this health space, which is like, how do we bridge that gap between what happens in the gym and what happens in, in the health office? And that happens through a coaching relationship and through mm -hmm. communication. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I really want to jump into how you guys actually do that. But again, like we talked about before this 2159 brain, I think most of them will probably be like, can we do this on the second episode? They've so already I checked they, out, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple. There's a couple of them that they, they're gonna. They'll have already rewound this and started over well, a few times. <laughs> in that in that sense, and if we wrap up time, but I think you know, for a coach to understand that they can be an advocate for members of their community in a number of different spaces, and feel very yeah. proud to not only coach them through ways to get through their workout faster or better or more efficiently, but like be that person's advocate in life and in health, and like share the the part the of the fact that you care right outside of those 60 minutes and, and try to communicate that, right. And help them seek out answers to questions that they might not have support for in different ways. Right. Like we all hear, my doctor doesn't know anything about nutrition and all I want to do is, you know, put on more muscle and this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, help them advocate for themselves by seeking out resources that will help them get to where they want to be. Right. And that's a very easy way to get started without having a huge infrastructure built, you know, with a clinic next to your affiliate. Right. So. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. I think that this is just literally scratched the the surface of all the stuff we want to dig in with you guys. The so problem is that I'm very excited right now, so I don't want to end this episode. I want to keep going. <laughs> I remember I, we just became best friends, Tony. This is one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded because you can. I'm a little bit impassioned by it, but I do also. I'm very present and appreciative of everybody's time. So I will. I will digress. I will sit on my hands. And drag everybody back on here again. And we will definitely have you guys back on, um, you know, relatively soon to dig into some more of this stuff because I think it's making this conversation accessible and, you know, people 
go to a seminar, they hear stuff, they're like, yeah, that's amazing. Then they go home and three days later they're just back doing what they do yeah. and that cool stuff that they heard is floating around in the brain. But I think continue to have the conversations, continue to have the content out there, keeps bringing it to the forefront of mind and breaks it down even into smaller and smaller steps, like you just said, Jen, about like be, just be an advocate for your members and let them know that you can advocate for them, you know, outside that 60 minutes is, you know, a brilliant small step that somebody can go, oh, so I don't need a big brain and I don't need all this stuff to do this. I can just be a good human and take care of my my people to start and and then get that, that ball rolling. So um, thank you guys for your time. We have loved having you on and we will definitely see you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you both. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please remember to like and subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you know an affiliate owner, a coach or entrepreneur that would benefit from hearing our conversations, please share this with them. We love the feedback and support we have from you guys, our audience. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find all the useful links in the show notes. We would love to connect with you. Keep doing the great work.